0: making your habits into a game is probably the best way that you can uh, incorporate them into your life or like integrate them in a way that you're like excited and look forward to making those changes yeah because when it's a game like it's fun when it's a goal it sounds like it sounds like when you like you set a goal it's like oh i gotta be disciplined and i gotta blah 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 and i got like willpower is involved yeah. but when it's a game and you're just trying to beat the game it becomes fun that's true it's like oh, I can do this. I'm excited to do this. Unless
1: that game I is do Elden Because that. that is where This hard is the game.
0: second episode you've brought up Elden Ring. It's a hard game.
1: Welcome back to the Shit They Do Not Tell You About podcast. My name is Steven Green.
0: Hello, I'm Nikki Limo. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You.
1: So today we have a topic that I think is, uh, uh, you know, I don't think you could talk about it enough, honestly. Oh. Because of what happened globally with The pandemic.
0: Mm, I've heard of this pandemic.
1: Yes, and the and really just the fallout of it, right? Like, not even talking about COVID itself, like more about the
0: impact economically, the
1: lockdowns had on everybody in all the different ways, Mm. right? Like, when I think about you know habits that were formed, right? When I think about you know just the the way that. Economic recession negatively impacted people the way that, um, you know, really a lot of people's mental health suffered from isolation. Yeah, like people who weren't in relationships who were single are just like alone without anyone. I feel very fortunate that we had each other during that.
0: Yeah, well, and a lot of relationships – like you realized you didn't like your partner like and they were stuck with them because yes. there was like nowhere else for them to you didn't live really face your problems or and domestic abuse went up went unfortunately which yeah. is sad
1: very sad so yeah. you know i mean i think that it's important to talk about this stuff i think it's really important like even for you listening to this to kind of take stock of your own life and like how maybe this stuff impacted you at all mm-hmm. and what you could maybe be doing to reverse. Maybe some negative patterns that like were formed
0: heal from what we all went to. We all like basically went through a group trauma together. You're definitely, yeah.
1: And every and everyone had different levels levels, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of impact from mm-hmm. that. Um, So yeah, I you know just want to run down during the pandemic about four in ten adults in the United States, and I'm not talking about I'm you know I'm, I want to talk about everybody, but this is just the statistic, right? Um, have reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder. Um, that's that has been up from one in ten adults who reported these um, at the, in the same time period in, in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, it obviously went up quite a bit. Yeah, um,
0: that makes sense because we crave stability, and so when your whole world gets rocked, whether you got fired from your job or or laid off or whatever, or you know, you realize that you can't get or hi- hired for a job. You don't have anywhere to live or you don't, you can't meet people. Yeah. Your, yeah. Or you your have bills is- are
1: stacking up. And then you're basically waiting to hear like, are those going to be pushed further? Mm-hmm. And you have like constant deadlines placed on you about where those got pushed to and will they get pushed again? Cause you haven't had an increase in work since then. Yeah. Cause they're telling you not to go anywhere. Um, many adults have reported uh, negative impacts on their mental health and well-being, such as difficulty sleeping or eating, uh, increases in alcohol consumption and or substance abuse, or worsening chronic conditions due to worry and stress over the coronavirus. And as the pandemic were, um, continued, um, ongoing and public health measures expose a lot of people to experiencing situations like poor mental health outcomes, such as isolation and job loss. Um, so... Without this being a total bummer episode, how, yeah, how did this, I'm depressed now. I know, how did this, how did the pandemic impact you, Nikki? And what were some of the things that you did about it?
0: I mean, I feel very fortunate to be, um, to have got, I feel like I, you know, we got off kind of light. Um, I did get COVID multiple times, but fortunately my immune system like recovered. I didn't have, I had very mild symptoms, um and uh i feel like our friends i don't know i'm i'm an introvert so i really enjoyed the beginning of the pandemic what not like the disease part obviously but like when we were in lockdown you know a lot of people were freaking out because they like to go out and about in the world and i had always felt obligated to go to like just so many different things. And I was very spread thin, especially in LA. Like you just have to be out like doing things all the time. And I like to be alone. Like I need like many hours of being alone. And I never, i always felt like I neglected those needs and it would cause a lot of anxiety and depression personally in my life because of that. So in the beginning, I actually feel like I went through a healing period of getting to, to, spend all of that alone time that i had craved and wanted and needed to recharge and i did do a lot of like you know inner work and so- and soul searching and um artistic expression i did a lot of painting and hobbies and you know just a lot of things that i wasn't able to do when i was spread thin by the uh obligations of society and the you world found a
1: productive means of I, I did it.
0: yeah i felt i found a i channeled that time to like art and creativity rather than like boredom and sadness i guess um there's a lot of sad parts though like definitely i think there was um as you know our jobs are on social media and social media everyone was on social media because everyone was in lockdown and there was a lot of like Just, you know, misplaced anger and like people fighting each other. And um, it was really hard to be on social media. So it's like, well, that was we had to be on social media because our podcast, everything we do is on social media. But it was a very, very hard energetically to be on social media. It was a very
1: luxury time.
0: Yeah. On top of that, um, there was a couple there was a scare with one of my family members during the pandemic. But luckily, they Got through it. And then I found out um, some family secrets that were pretty that crazy. That was wild, actually. So it was like a movie. We still can't talk
1: about that. I, bro. Mean, I
0: I don't know how to talk about it without, like, contacting all parties involved and making sure they're okay with it. I understand. But it's pretty fucking crazy. It was like a soap crazy. opera. Crazy. Yeah. It was like a soap opera. And so that was happening. And then, like, there was stuff with with Big Mood. Like, we had a lot of internal changes and uh, so running a business. And I don't know. Um, I guess... I don't want to. I'm, I'm kind of like thinking out loud no, about because this, this is the first time the topic has been brought up. But um, personally, I learned a lot during that pandemic shutdown time. I wouldn't have gotten so much into poker if we didn't have that, and I don't know if we would have gone house hunting in a different state. True. And the house hunting in Las Vegas wasn't even didn't even have to do with poker. We were already just going to move here. Oh yeah, I had nothing um, to do for friendships and and social circles and being able to have a bigger space since our podcast studio was in shutdown mm-hmm. and we were having to film at home. Yep. It's like what we shared a what? podcast it's studio like,
1: with like eight other podcasts. Yeah. And then they were basically like, "Hey, nobody can come here anymore." So then we had to we all had to we go, do go it home. We at
0: home and it's like so hard to set up in our condo and it's like you know what, if we moved to a place that we could afford a much bigger home like we could dedicate an entire space to a podcast studio and that's what we did and Mm -hmm. so here we are and and it's awesome it's been like
1: it's um, it's amazing
0: completely changed our life
1: completely changed our life.
0: i think that
1: the fact that we can just come in here and turn everything on and just do it
0: well i mean just the pandemic completely changed our life like oh yeah you know in a i feel a more (laughs) positive way and i feel grateful for that i don't think that anyone could have like like controlled the outcome of how the pandemic affected their lives. Um, And so I'm just We found a productive
1: means of dealing with it, I think. Yeah.
0: I feel like we, I I also feel like we just kind of got lucky on that side of the gamble, you know, that we were already working from home. You know, a lot of people weren't used to working from home and spending that much time at home. We were already used to that for many, many years we've been working at home and already had schedules based around working from home. So you know, I don't think there was as much adjusting as other people had to go through. Yeah, definitely not. And I feel very fortunate in that, and that's why I feel like a lot of a lot of the inner work is like I want to be able to give back and contribute, like things that I've learned and share them in a way that helps other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that I definitely formed some bad habits for sure, kind of just i mean especially just alcohol consumption Mm. like just
0: you know what's weird is i went the reverse i know like i used to drink every other day at least and during this time i like stopped drinking like i I drink maybe once a week um and i'll have like one or two drinks but yeah that was very that's very interesting that we went opposites there yeah
1: it was it was just you know part of it just became part of my routine it's like All right, yep, it's nighttime. We can kind of chill a little bit. And like obviously, I'm using this to paint over some inner feelings. I was going to
0: say, do you (laughs) think that because you are an extrovert... Yes. And you did kind of get affected by not being able to go... Big time. Hang out with people or be in the world. Do you think that you developed this habit to kind of cope, like a coping mechanism? Oh,
1: there's no question about it. That was the only thing that it could have been because it was not doing anything for me other than being... Something that I used to cope with at nighttime,
0: mm, like to like numb. <laughs>
1: yeah, yourself. yeah, just just not to not to like, you know, feel like the the void. I guess of like, you know, not being able to see family, not being able to see friends, not being able to be in social situations, which I thrive off of. and yeah. I get energy from. Um, yeah, so it was definitely something that made me, um, form bad habits in that way, mm. and that was definitely something that recently I was just kind of like, wait, why, why are we doing this again? Mm -hmm. And it kind of, you know, was sort of like, oh, right. We, we formed this little routine. It was like a nice little nightcap that we were doing and we need to chill on it. Yeah. So.
0: Well, that's good that you realized that.
1: Well, yeah, but it's not something that I just woke up one day and realized it definitely took time. It was definitely, and it was definitely something that I enjoyed doing. Yeah. I think so. It was. It was definitely kind of one of those things where it's like I, I started to like that part of my nightly routine mm-hmm. a little too much.
0: Like you started to crave it?
1: I, I think, yeah. I think I, I craved that like chilled out mm-hmm. sense that I would get Which from it. Which is like it.
0: the beginning of how addictions form. Definitely, yeah.
1: definitely. And yeah, so it was just something that, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, yeah, we, we've been doing this for too long. Let's chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. So that's, that's definitely something that I don't think would have happened if mm. had not for, you know, the world get shut down the way it did and for things to be as stressful as they were and yeah all that kind of shit. But, wow. you know, um,
0: I threw myself into learning new things like where I was obsessively learning new things. Like I threw myself into the stock market first, like where yes. I was like obsessed with researching stocks and companies and how to like value invest and i was just really obsessed with that and then i realized that my bank role for stocks wasn't as big as i wanted it to be to make any sort of life-changing impact and so i took things that i learned from studying the formulas of stock market trading and found similarities in poker and then was like, well, I could start with this much smaller bankroll in poker and have a much more drastic ROI if I stuck to a baseline strategy that was similar to the stock market. And so then I started becoming obsessed with learning GTO strategies and um, and like how profitable those strategies would be in the long run if i put x amount of money in and i was like god this seems like i could build the bankroll much quicker yes and i did yeah. but um yeah i was it's a lot to learn and a lot to digest so i was learning a lot and I, and alcohol inhibited me from like being able to process to, as much yeah, information sure. so i just stopped drinking that makes sense yeah cuz i was way more obsessed with like trying to download as much information as humanly possible yeah. in a short amount of time
1: I also started like crypto really started killing it for me around then. Like my move started to really pay off. Yeah. And so it almost not just didn't just become like a little drink to chill out. It was almost like a we're celebrating little thing. Mm-hmm. And that even got a little too ridiculous. I see. Because it's like, come on, dude, chill out. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that was definitely something that looking back on like, okay, yeah. So we can fix that habit right yeah. now in the now. Right. That's something that I'm fixing now. And then. Did I bother you a lot during the pandemic? Like, do you remember, like, being annoyed by me at all? Or, like, I'm, like, pestering you to, like, hang more or any of that kind of thing?
0: No, honestly. Yeah,
1: I don't think I did.
0: No, I think that we did a lot of... Well, if you're on our Patreon, we did a, a lot of Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark episodes, which were just um, privately released podcast episodes that were audio only, where we would, once a month, like, recap everything we were going through. At that time, um, like as we were going through it, so we hadn't processed it yet. It mm-hmm. was just kinda like raw emotions and feelings of and and circumstances that we went through. And I feel like for you, since you didn't regularly go to a therapist or anything, you found out a lot about yourself like through those episodes. Probably. And yeah. I felt like during those episodes I found out a lot of your inner working where because you don't really sh- freely share it mm-hmm. um, with me like you don't volunteer that information out of nowhere and I feel like maybe it wouldn't have come out if we weren't doing those episodes so That's you actually didn't pester me at all it came out that you kind of had depression during that time yeah and you yeah you were more like went inside yourself like kind of closed yourself off definitely if anything I did not feel like you were bothering me to hang like yeah, kind of the, so. the opposite
1: yeah I think I should have honestly, like, I should have leaned on you a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
0: You realized that, like, kind of halfway I through. I
1: Yeah, but that this is looking back, right? So it's yeah. like in the, but in it, I don't think I realized it until yeah, we were like near nearly out of it. Yeah. Or at least halfway through it. Um, but yeah, no. And I look if you're listening to this and you form some bad habits, that's why we're talking about it, right? It's like mm. it's not, you know, no judgment, man. Like just you know, work through, hopefully we can work through our shit together a little bit. Cause it seems like everybody, you know, we're all kind of moved, moved on from this stuff, but maybe not from the impact that it had on us.
0: Yeah. I definitely found a really good therapist halfway through is. So the pandemic started February, uh, 2020 and I found this therapist in, um, March of
1: 2021.
0: Mm-hmm. And, she really helped me work through a lot of the shit that I, I was, there was a lot of heavy shit that happened in 2020, you know, all, yeah. the, what I'd mentioned earlier and it was in my body in the almost, I was having almost PTSD symptoms of like anxiety attacks and like, and um, feeling, I don't want to say suicidal, but like I really didn't, know if i wanted to like exist (laughs) and not like the type of existential crisis stuff i talked about in our last episode like in like a way that was like everything is pointless like a depressing like very and I'm, i'm sure a lot of people shared these these feelings right but like yeah there were certain events that happened and they compiled on top of each other and compounded inside my body and there's actually a book called the body keeps the score Um, which which talks about how trauma stays in your body unless you are actively working to heal those parts Mm -hmm. and uh, she really really helped with guiding me through this healing process that I don't think I could have found on my own no matter how much research I do and I had done a lot of like inner work and research and psychological stuff like and then worked with a therapist before, but I feel like this particular one was the one I was meant to see because she gave me tools that I didn't have before and helped me see things in a different perspective. Everything from family origin and childhood stuff to coping mechanisms that I created and then grander life stuff of mm-hmm. like zooming out and like the, the greater purpose, you know, in life and... I don't know, she really helped with every single time I had a thing where I couldn't work through it, she kind of had answers for me where I had never had that with a therapist before. Usually it felt like I was just kind of bouncing off, you know, kind of more talk therapy of, of venting I things that were in my head and then someone was just listening and maybe like could adv- offer a thing or two, like a word of advice or whatever, but it didn't feel different from talking to like my mom. Whereas this therapist, like, she like really helped shift my perspective of things
1: yeah you had more breakthroughs in a
0: way yeah and like helped give tools to dive deeper inside and you know discover a lot of stuff so i was really thankful for that and i think that after i broke through this like dark wall like i really feel like it changed my entire life and how i I'm kind of thankful for this dark period because even though when I was going through it, I was like, there's no point to life anymore. Like at the other end of it, I feel the most amount of appreciation and gratitude that I've ever felt in my life. And I feel like I never would have discovered this most authentic version of myself if I hadn't gone through that. So yeah, for sure, there's always this like, yin and yang to to life and that and i've also realized that like the the lightness doesn't exist without the darkness and the darker that you've gone the more light that you get to experience like the lighter you get to go and you can't you know experience the extremes unless you've experienced the opposite extreme right and it fucking sucks experiencing the dark dark extreme but it also deepens your perspective on everything and like adds a new depth to your experience on earth, you know, in life. And I don't know, I'm kind of like thankful that I went through that.
1: Yeah. I think that spiritually too, like, um, I definitely found myself like sort of, um, I don't know. I've had this method my whole life, the way that I kind of, um, meditate and chill out. Like, yeah, I kind of like, didn't do that as much because I felt sort of felt like, fuck it towards it. Right. Which is definitely my depressive, depressed feelings. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it now, I can see that that that's what that was. Yeah. But in the moment, you just don't think about it. You're just it's just every day feels the same. You feel like the swirling darkness. Yeah,
0: and I think another hard part for us personally, both you and I, um, used to or I still do, but like we. Tended to take the dark shit that we go through and turn it into comedy, yeah, and like make jokes, and it was, and you, that's how we transmuted the energy into like light energy, and it was always our our personal healing process separately as individuals, but then together also, like we would do that, and during this time in the world, it was just not a time to make jokes. I mean, there was TikTok, and there was like some people yeah, like was unacceptable, but it wasn't. Levels. It just wasn't like. um a good time to transmute dark shit into comedy again. Yeah. Like dark humor was not appreciated because it's like people were just dark things are happening. So, yeah, there's yeah. too many dark things happening. Yeah. So it's like it's like when it's like too soon. Like don't make nine yeah, eleven yeah, yeah. jokes right after nine eleven. Obviously, but it's like that. It was like you can't even joke to about it because it's everyone's going through the trauma together during it which
1: yeah. is how I deal with anything yeah. so uh, yeah it became a really strange so like, it's like
0: when you don't have when you get that taken away is from taken you away. exactly and
1: that's what it is it's a reflex that helps me cope with shit
0: <laughs> yeah so then so then we your had brain to find... goes to the other
1: thing yeah it's like okay well i can't reflexively d- deal with this darkness with like light so then you kind of sink darker yeah absolutely you yeah, start ping-ponging around yeah
0: so, that's what uh, i mean like i went to a like what's the point type of yeah vibe at at one point it was really heavy and i think that that's why i'm thankful that that therapist gave me new tools that's not just like not just comedy i mean i'm glad i have that too because it's fun you know it's a kind of it's kind of like a humility aspect where you're able to not take yourself so seriously that's by exactly making it. jokes about your own trauma you know yep. um but there's other ways to cope too that when that's taken away from you, you can you could use other ways of, of getting through it and healing sure. it and stuff, and just seeing things from a deeper perspective.
1: And then there was just less of the things that I think we already kind of used to cope as a culture, like like you know entertainment, yeah, right, or like, even
0: get walk fresh air, oh, you yeah. know, walking yeah, around, walking, yeah, like sunshine, yeah, stuff that we took for granted before for sure you know
1: so like most sports stuff was getting like shit canned or canceled yeah and so it was like that was a big thing for a lot of people Movie theaters, yeah the yeah. escapism was kind of getting taken away so then there's less places to depart um the stresses with mm-hmm. and so yeah that's where i think a lot of people went i think a lot of people just found darkness instead because there was nowhere else to go.
0: Yeah and it's terrible because then it comes out in like negative energy and frequencies and it affects everybody. Exactly. And we're just collectively in a darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you know normal things that should be more positive now become extremely like amplifying the negativity like talking to your parents or talking to your family. Yeah. Because everybody's just freaked the fuck out and like there's nobody who's just like You know, it it, it was really intense. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, there was a place to, like there was almost everywhere you went, it was all being reflected back to you that we're in this serious thing.
0: Well, yeah. When you take away hope for people. Yes. You know, and they only, there's no end of the tunnel that they can see. Exactly. That's when people go to dark places.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 mainly what this is about. I hope people listening to this yeah. like maybe look a little bit more like within. A group
0: th- group healing, yeah, 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 group therapy to like it, be exactly. able to say like, hey, you know, we all kind of went through this weird, shitty period together. Yes. yes. And it's still happening technically like, it's oh, still, absolutely. like we're still kind of dealing with the aftermath. I don't even know if you can call it an aftermath. Like they're still dealing, we're still dealing with all kinds of pandemic and COVID related things.
1: Exactly. And when we come back, we will talk more about exactly that.
0: Wow. Cliffhanger. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it,
1: Thank you for supporting the <laughs>
0: show.
1: Welcome back. And
0: we're back. Okay. How do we spin this up and make it positive?
1: Yeah. That's so, so dark. One of the best ways I think to, you know, we talked about how it impacted you, but now we're going to talk about what, where to go, right? Yeah. How, how to start building back good habits and be, be more mindful. And that's, I think where you start, right? You start with a mental health check-in, which I think we've done now for like the last half hour. Yeah. Um, and now you can kind of start looking into dig- digital therapy tools. We talk about them all the time on, on Shit They Don't Tell You. Mm-hmm. A lot of our sponsors are involved with that. Um, but practicing mindfulness, right? Like being present.
0: Yeah, in your everyday activities. Yeah, and- being
1: in the moment and like taking account of like when you're it when you're doing something that's a good habit and when you're doing something that's a bad habit and be mm-hmm. like, wait, why am I doing this exactly, right? Like that's...
0: The book Atomic Habits by James Clear is a really good book for forming new habits because it's not as rigid as like, oh, if I don't do this and it's going to suck or whatever. It's kind of like it motivates you in a more like mo- like a positive way where it's you don't even... Realize that you're striving for a goal because it's so integrated into your daily routine and structure in the right. way that like you want to do it. Like it feels good to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think that's important is is maybe like having some kind of positive reinforcement for doing like a good habit. hmm I think could be really good.
0: Yeah, I mean for me during the pandemic too, um, it it actually helped realize that I need more balance in my life because before I was operating on such a rigid structure because I felt like without this rigid structure, I would fall apart based on my past, which I would, um, I was very like, space Casey, like I get scattered, scatterbrained yeah. and I leave shit everywhere. And, um, you know, it was really hard for me to like keep a schedule. So I had to be like extra tight on myself about this schedule and realizing during the pandemic that I i have had ADHD all my life and, um, was on the spectrum. I, it changed my whole world because it made me realize that my brain just operates differently. And all the- I had so many, anxiety attacks before i was having anxiety attacks like every other day because i couldn't get my brain to operate the way i wanted it to you know and i was so frustrated that other people could do xyz and be just be productive and focused for so many hours in a day and my mind went to a thousand different places all the time and it was so such a struggle to get it to focus in one place um but realizing that i have that and working with it instead of shunning it and being like mad about it like i actually was able to create a structure that's more balanced for me and and it and i'm happier and i'm like thriving a lot more uh realizing that everything doesn't have to be so rigid like things won't fall apart just because i'm not like doing it in the correct order and like um by a certain time of the day actually having this balance of uh of like relaxation which is a foreign concept yeah, you, you've now to done me. you do do that um yeah and, and incorporating that into my life and more of this sense of play and like reconnecting to this inner child and like what does she want or what what needs have i been neglecting um for that like and and adding this it seems counterintuitive that adding more play and relaxation would a- account for more productivity, but it actually did. It actually did for me. Yeah. Where if my if you don't allow your brain to relax every now and then, it's it's just not the tension that you're creating doesn't help you. It's actually counterproductive. Exactly. Um, and I didn't realize that before, and I think that that rebalance was very helpful.
1: Another thing that I think we could all do better job of, certainly me, is, and I've been working on this, which has been super good for me mentally, is building physical activity into my routine. Mm-hmm. Like just making a daily goal or like even just setting aside an hour and being like, we're doing this yeah. every day. Um, You know, and one of the reasons why I even thought of this topic was actually one of our corners, crypto corners, was doing this contest where it's like, Hey, uh, or it's like, you know, it's like a fun little thing where it's like, Hey, we're going to track our steps. Mm -hmm. So like, let's like, let's go walk every day and then we'll track our steps. And then whoever has the most steps for the month gets some woo or whatever, like some, some kind of crypto, like gets handed out because of that.
0: Okay. That's cool.
1: Yeah. It's super cool. But that made me like, think about like, you know, wait, well, and I'm not speaking for them. I'm just like, well, why is everyone so excited about this? Like walking. Right, but they're excited about it because I think it's about building these new habits and incorporating yeah. them into your into your Creating, life from what happened, I think you know potentially
0: making your habits into a game is probably the best way that you can uh, incorporate them into your life or like integrate them in a way that you're like excited and look forward to making those changes, yeah, because when it's a game, like it's fun when it's a goal, it sounds like. It sounds like when you like you set a goal, it's like oh I gotta be disciplined and I gotta blah blah blah. And I got like willpower is involved. Yeah. But when it's a game and you're just trying to beat the game, it becomes fun. That's true. It's like oh I can do this. I'm excited to do this.
1: Unless that game is over, because that is a very This it the
0: second episode you brought up? Elden Ring. It's a hard game. Have you played it?
1: I don't have to play it because I know it's way too hard for me. I've seen videos of people getting pwned. Mm,
0: that better, I bet better I bet easy sauce.
1: I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. I'm already frustrated enough. Um. Yeah. So like, you know, I just love that. I love that people came up with this on their own, like their own way to move around more and people got excited about it. Like stuff like that, I think reminds me of what we all went through and how people are using like seizing the day to day to like try to get through it, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. I've always been a big proponent of the reward system. Like for me, I would use stickers. And it's That's so right. silly, yeah, but like, did. it's like, it's exciting cause I don't get to have that sticker right? unless I do the thing.
1: What was the sticker thing again?
0: Well, it's like, it's like a, you know, like a, almost like a kindergarten level of like, okay, if you walk for 30 minutes a day, every day on the seventh day, you get a sticker. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not expensive. Yep. It's, uh, it's exciting. Cause I'm like, I want a sticker. And if <laughs> it's more like if I don't get a sticker, I'm like. Oh, I wanted that sticker. You but know? you don't
1: feel like you earn the stickers even if you already have them in your possession. You have to earn it.
0: You have to earn it, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you don't get to just have the sticker.
1: Well you have the whole sticker book, you can just give yourself as many stickers. Yeah, but then as you want. it
0: doesn't mean anything. That's true. You're adding meaning to it. Love it. It's like winning well, I've never won a trophy, so I don't yeah. know. But uh, as, as a trophy you like winner? winning a trophy. As a trophy
1: winner, multiple trophy winner, I can tell you.
0: It's rewarding.
1: It's exhilarating. It's Same. one of the best experiences of your life. I guess
0: it's akin to like having a cheat day if you're on like a diet thing, but Right. I don't know. I think uh, I don't want to, I don't want the reward to be counterproductive to the goal. Yes. So I felt like the sticker system worked for me, may not work for everyone. Maybe not everyone's excited about stickers. I was pretty fucking pumped about stickers. You
1: you always have been. Yeah. Is there a type of exercise that you enjoy actually?
0: That, that too. I have to make exercise enjoyable or else it becomes, I learned this before the pandemic I create, I have C, I had SIBO, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, we've, I've talked about this before. Yes. I had small, Did it hurt by the way, when you had SIBO? Uh, yeah. In a bloating way. Bloating like way. it just felt uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Like you're constantly feeling like, you know, the feeling after Thanksgiving where your jeans are like cutting into your stomach. Yeah. Felt like that always. Was
1: it always in a certain spot or was it yeah, always? Yeah. My
0: stomach It was bloated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's small intestinal bacterial, um, oh. overload. So it's, it's in your small intestines, which where your stomach is. Crazy. And that's why I always looked pregnant. I like I would get comments about it and I was like i'm I don't disagree. I do look yeah, pregnant. I don't yeah. know why. Like, I'm just constantly bloated, even first thing in the morning. And anyway, when I went to a nutritionist, the first thing she asked me was not about my diet, it w- which I was surprised about. It was about what my work life was like. Right. And she asked about my exercise life and my work life because she explained that these are different types of stress factors that actually stop your digestive system from working and functioning properly. And stress actually can cause diseases and it can... Um, like perpetuate mm-hmm. all of the symptoms that you're having and at that time it was around the time it was just after we got married and I was on this like crazy diet and exercise program where I was going to freaking Barry's boot camp yeah. and I was I thought that hitting goals was very motivating but when I wasn't hitting them and I was putting in all that work I was so frustrated and I was so stressed out and it actually caused my body to to get to gain more weight Right. And to get bigger. And so I realized after after going through all that, that I have to make things fun. Like everything. Like work has to be fun. Or I have to find something fun about it. Like even like, you know, work's not always going to be fun. But find something fun about it that you enjoy about it. Right. Um, and, and same with exercise. So I find stuff that I enjoy about it. So I bought rollerblades when you we sure moved did. to Vegas. And it's actually a pretty decent workout because I'm rollerblading uphill so uh, like, there's many hills in our neighborhood, many hills. and there's like to rollerblade uphill, you have to put a lot of freaking leg work in. My legs are like jello the next day, yeah, because it's fun going down the hills, but going up the hills, it's freaking work, but it's fun because going down the hills,
1: which is, is to me fun. not fun, it's terrifying.
0: I think on it's roller blades, so going fun. downhill
1: and rollerblades yeah. is terrifying.
0: You going downhill on rollerblades is terrifying to me, it's terrifying for to sure. Me. I just said that, yeah, because.
1: Because I don't know how to break on those fucking things. And you're
0: very uncoordinated. Thank you. Um, but I'm
1: not good at breaking on I'm this.
0: I'm so excited to go fast. I can't go fast enough. i like speeding down the slick sidewalks and like going past lakes and making t- twists and turns. It's so fun. I remember watching you ice skate the same way. you zigzagging all over yeah, the fucking place. Yeah, I love it. Loves it.
1: Ch- childhood joy is how I would describe Nikki's. Yeah, like when she's a dancing or b yeah. roller skating, childhood <laughs> exuberance and joy. Last night, dancing with you.
0: Mm. Yeah, we went dancing last we night. Went dancing
1: last night it was really fun. Um But but there's a certain way that you dance where I'm like, she's just being a fucking big kid right now. Yeah. That's really cute. Well,
0: that's that whole connecting really with cute. your inner child thing. I know it sounds all woo-woo and like therapy, but like those are like therapy terms of like I know it's, your like, inner child. just stuff that chi- helps
1: people mentally your and stuff.
0: Your inner child, you know, <laughs> but like when you do actually remember that you're just a grown-up version of your childhood self and what is your child you wanted? Like what have you been denying mm. your child self because you're like, I'm an adult now, that's too silly or whatever. Yes. No, actually, it's it hugely contributes to your health and well being. Boom, motherfucker. Boom. And so mine was like, I want pink rollerblades. And I was like, all right, done. And sometimes she's like, I'll go in the pool. And I'm like, fucking done. Put on a bathing suit, bitch. Love it. Jump in the pool right now. Y- yeah,
1: you know what's one of my things too? And I know everyone likes to say, well, first of all, my clothing has gotten really awesome lately. <laughs> but.
0: Right now it looks the same as it always been, well, but, but, but you've been uh, having track suits that are been I've been fun. track
1: suiting up, the, up and out the ass, right? But I don't want to sweat in them too much. However, when I put on the, the Colts jerseys and stuff like that, it honestly just gives me a little bit of joy. Yeah. It just does. Like, I get that from my punk kid, rock band t-shirts. Yeah, when I was a kid, I couldn't afford the jerseys. Oh. So like I didn't have any of them. And so I remember kids at school had all the cool jerseys and stuff,
0: oh. and I didn't have
1: any of them. And so now that I can get them... And it, and I can get them for all my new, fa- all my new favorite players and stuff, and yeah. support the team more. I just gives me, it just gives me a lot of joy, honestly. Like it puts a little zip on my day, almost like when you're a kid and you get to wear your new outfit to school. Yeah. It's like they get that little bit of zip on the day that just, I really like it. I, I enjoy it.
0: That's exactly how I felt about the rollerblades. I thought you were, I related to the band t-shirts because I thought it was more going to be nostalgic for you. They used to wear these oh. jerseys and I like, it reminds you of that, but it was more the other thing where you couldn't have couldn't it as have a kid. Them. And that's how I felt about the rollerblades. I did have rollerblades as a kid, but it took forever, like years of wanting them to finally get them. Yeah. And then I hadn't rollerbladed since I was a kid. And ice skating when we first moved here reminded me of how much i loved rollerblading i used to rollerblade from school every day and when you're a kid and you're like oh i really want a pair of rollerblades but you have to wait for a parent to buy them for you or someone to gift them to you but now i am the adult that gets to gift the the kid the rollerblades and so i was like all right let's fucking do it here you go pink rollerblades and opening them was like opening a birthday present or a gift, you know?
1: It's pretty fun. It was really know, fun. That's why I put. I recently put my favorite ever monkey pictures next to my desk. Yeah. And it just gives me so much joy every time I see this. It makes me fucking laugh out loud.
0: Honestly, finding more and more ways to like, yeah, make that make it play, fun. Make, yeah, make that it childhood fun. play.
1: It's been good time, for me. energy. Also, putting that light up tree in my office. Yeah. I mean, love so that shit. Fun. I have a seven and a half foot palm tree that lights up in my office and it shit makes me laugh. Yeah. That's all I need. I just need shit that makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, so something that I want everyone listening to do, you don't have to, you're an adult, you do whatever you want, mm-hmm. as we just stated <laughs> pretty plainly. Yeah. But maybe make a list of 10 things you love about yourself and who you are beyond just your physical appearance, right? Mm. And if you wouldn't say it to a friend, don't say it to yourself.
0: Okay. You dig I it? like that. Yeah. So what are some of yours?
1: Oh, dude, I... Um, Things, 10 things that I love about myself, Yeah, I'll have to do it and we'll, we'll, we'll update it.
0: Okay, I like I'll, that. I'll do
1: it and we'll update it, yeah. Uh, I,
0: when I brought up the ADHD stuff earlier, I feel like I had this healing thing of things that I used to beat myself up for and really hate about myself, I now embrace and I love and I, I see it more as a gift. Yes. And that was a very hard transition to make because yes. I be- beat myself up about them for so long because... I got in trouble as a kid because of them like I would constantly like lock the keys in the car and that was an ADHD thing but I didn't know that and I would even if I was like telling myself like don't lock the keys in the car don't lock the keys in the car you're gonna get in trouble you're gonna get in trouble I would still fucking do it and I felt so stupid it made me feel so stupid that I couldn't do this basic thing of not leaving the keys in the car and Not only did I get yelled at by my dad, but I also felt just so stupid. Oh, you beat yourself up? Yeah. Oh, I beat myself up forever, and like, and then it happened and carried into adulthood of like when I would forget basic things or you know I leave something somewhere. Like I was just so unforgiving. Yes. And realizing that I just operate a different way, and like even though those things are kind of annoying sometimes, there are so many other gifts that it brought. Like like an influx of ideas constantly. Like I constantly have so many ideas, which before I'd be like, damn it, I just stared off to space for 45 minutes again. Like even though I had so many cool ideas that happened, like I would beat myself up for that and how much time it took me to have all those ideas come in. But now I'm like, all right, let's write them all down. That's so fun. Like we'll get to them later. And I kind of like work with it. And it's and yes, I do like have a small, very, very small dosage of Adderall sometimes to if I really need to get a lot it's very small. um organized um it's a, yeah five milligrams like people scoff at that because it's so small my yeah, actual there's a the clinic that I get them from recently because Nevada is just a different type of state than California was um, they have licensed for for controlled substances and Adderall is considered a controlled substance. So I have to take a a urine test every time I go there Mm -hmm. or every other month. And the doctor actually told me that I have to take more Adderall. So it shows up in my system so I can prove I'm not selling it, which is bullshit to me. And I think that's totally, I think that sucks because we should be able to sell it if we want. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've talked to my psych, like I was a very carefully thought out dosage based off of, what I talked to my psychiatrist about that. I don't need that much uh, toxins affect me a lot yes. very easily, easily. And I'd rather be in control of how much goes into my body. So she only dosed me or uh, prescribed me like half the dosage she would normally prescribe so that I could be in control of how much goes in my body. And this doctor's like, well, you have to take more. Wild. And I'm like, what the fuck? They don't care. They just want to make sure you're not a drug mule, but that's neither here nor there Drug mule. E- either. I said meal
1: I know, but just to be clear, because you sound like you said mall. What? Don't be a drug mall.
0: Well, don't be that either.
1: Yeah, don't be a narc. Um,
0: yeah, but yeah, uh, working with it has helped a lot. Yeah. So I you love that about yourself. Love, now. I love that about myself yeah. now. I and I didn't see it as that before, That's great. and so many thirty-five years of not seeing it as a gift, and then now being like, that fucking rocks. Yeah, that rocks. You know. Like I don't think I'd have any of that child like dancing if I didn't embrace the yeah. ADHD stuff. Something I love about myself, I'll tell
1: you this right now: I will never fucking quit. If I love something, if I like something a lot, I yeah. will never ever fucking quit ever, mm. ever. And I love that about myself.
0: That's awesome. It's my
1: natural reflex. Yeah. And I am, you know, for better or worse, I turned it into war. Mm-hmm. And I sort of enjoy and relish that i do that yeah i sort of see how funny it is that i can take something really small sometimes and turn it into a war but it helps me um attack things that are problems yeah and so yeah i'll escalate all the way into a fucking wartime situation you're
0: having a war with ants right now
1: goddamn right it turns see it goes it turns into (laughs) war it turns into fucking warfare yeah you fucked with my wife you made my wife cry it's true while i was out of town and i was helpless to do anything about it and now you and yours will suffer and you will and you will all perish and they have they have is that is that not wrong about me no that's true i will declare war um and it helps me it's productive for me like the night that luna died you i mean if you were there when we were doing crypto corner like everyone saw me a steady fucking, resolute leader it's mm-hmm. time to win even harder than before Fuck this we got attacked we're going to do it again and we're going to do it even harder than we did it before there yeah. is no There's other no... way to look at it yeah it's just how i'm built
0: not gonna lay down and die
1: no and you know and that's just me honestly reacting in the moment and then i'm hearing like months later even my brother in the last quarter, corner we just had last week he was like yeah you were really the way that i got through that yeah it was just like listening to you talk about how we're gonna do it again and he He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but, but you don't yeah. realize it in the moment. You're just honestly just reacting. You're not thinking about the psychol- psychological impact that this is having on like other people that I'm being strong. I'm just like, no, we're going to fucking war.
0: Yeah, because like you are like this, like on stupid shit when like the dumbest when shit. you're even like <laughs> when even you're, when shit, you're frustratingly shit. wrong like when you're like Damn right. like we have to go left and i'm like it's literally right like it's but you're so confident that it actually gets you through the i think that's how you've gotten through life cuz you went left 3 times and then you got right you
1: goddamn right <laughs> yeah. you goddamn right and so you were just I'll so confident there, you will get there i will get there that's the whole thing yeah cuz look somehow some way I got to where I'm at right now for a decade without Google Maps or any of that bullshit. (laughs) All right? We had MapQuest. Yeah. And before that, I was even driving around. Somehow.
0: The Thomas Guide?
1: Yeah. I had the Thomas Guide. And I would drive from San Diego to LA all the fucking time. Somehow, getting to my destinations every time.
0: That's wild
1: to me. Exactly. Because of
0: how lost you get. But
1: I don't fucking quit. That's true. Have you ever seen me quit one time? No. It'll never happen. And so.
0: I quit all the time.
1: You quit all the time. But
0: then I get back up and I you do, do it again. Yeah.
1: But you also want to turn into light quite a bit. Yeah. You're like, I just want to turn into light.
0: I should have talked about it on that last episode about civilizations. Because I think oh, yeah. that's pretty fucking based that I want to turn into light. It's
1: based? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's such a great. It's such a funny word. That word always makes me laugh. Um, so, yeah. Listen. Hey, guys. We're all in this together. We're We're very much rooting for you guys. Uh, everybody listening, if you're having any kind of issues, we hope that you reach out to any kind of resource, people that can help you. See, Seek therapy, right? Don't be better than it. Yeah. Um,
0: And find something, just a little moment of play that you can integrate absolutely. into your life. I think that, honestly, when I'm looking at uh, the grander scope of everyone going through a really dark time together, yeah. you need to actively integrate lightness and play yes turning things into games memes like g- games memes play like things that excited you as a child those are the gateway that's like a channel into creating more lightness into your life and i think it's really important i if, if you're gonna, the
1: most important thing. if there's
0: anything you should take seriously it's taking yourself not seriously you Amen. should be very serious about take, not taking yourself seriously
1: it's my whole life mantra yeah i believe in that so strongly it's actually crazy same Every piece of content that I ever made that is a piece of content that I love was, that was the white hot center of it. Even
0: when I'm going through my darkest moments when I'm like so depressed, I am self-aware yeah, you of laugh the at yourself. silliness of it. You laugh at yourself it. all the like, time. Yes.
1: Even during the biggest, most mascara cries I've yeah. ever seen. Like all over my white t-shirts.
0: hmm I think there's funny moments in there. Yep. And you should always look for the funny.
1: You Absolutely. The that's... silly,
0: The absurd.
1: That's why when you find somebody who sees life the same way that you do, and they don't have to see everything in the same way you do, but we process information the same way, yeah, and we have the same zoomed out sense and like view of how silly humanity is while we take it very seriously at the same time, yeah. I think that's the magical elixir, and when you have that, I swear to God, you can get through anything. So, mm-hmm. any whom, well, we wish you all the best. Yeah. Please check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/sticky. um we If do, you have
0: questions, you could always email them to podcast at nikki.limo.
1: We do Q A's quite often here, and yeah, if we're not
0: experts, but you could ask about anything, and we'll try to answer If it, you have
1: a question about something, just hit us up.
0: Don't let matter. Us know. Doesn't matter what it is.
1: We had people ask us religious questions recently. It was kind of like, whoa.
0: Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa. oh, oh shit.
1: You want our thoughts on that?
0: <laughs> I don't really discuss politics or religion. But I can generalize things, especially when I'm like can genuinely say, we I can don't do, know.
1: We can do really wicked hot takes if you guys like. <laughs> How about that? I don't know about you guys that. Want to some know about that we'll give you some <laughs> real <laughs> piping hot takes.
0: Okay. All right. Challenge accepted. Exactly. Well, hope you're doing well, and I hope you're getting through this. And no matter where you are in life, it's all every situation in life is temporary. That actually helped me through a lot. Absolutely. It scares the shit out of me when I'm having fun in life because I'm like, ah, this is temporary, damn it. But when you're going through the dark part, it's like. All right, it's temporary. Sick. It's Fuck temporary yeah. too. Hell Fuck yeah. Sick, 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 sick. It's all temporary. Love it. And then we turn into light.
1: And we turn into light. So there it is. All right, we love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
0: Bye.